Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Anthony Totri, joined on this Thursday by Sean DePaz. We are without Shane Diefenbach today. Yep, yeah, it is what it is. Shane's off. It's, it's... He doesn't get many days off. No. I feel like we've done we've we've done shows without Shane enough that we're seasoned veterans at it now. They they tend to be really good shows too. I agree. Why yeah. do you think that is? I just hope no one announces that they're transferring in this one. Oh god, that tends to happen in our I shows forgot. too. <laughs> I always forget about that. Every show that Shane's not on, there's always some bad news. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's there's nothing. Hopefully there's nothing today. Well, no one's transferred as of the time that we are recording. Yeah. Um, however, I do want to talk a little bit about the guy that has kind of taken Tempe by storm since he announced his transfer to Arizona State last week. Emory Jones, again, transferring to ASU. Odds are he figures to be the starter. Yep. I want to talk a little bit about him compared to what ASU had last year in Jaden Daniels because mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's easy for people to – get super excited and be like, oh my gosh, we've got our guy. And that's true. I think yeah. Emory Jones is the guy. Uh, but just to put into perspective, his numbers compared to Jaden Daniels will go a little bit um, across the board. Both played in 13 games last season. Emory Jones edging Jaden Daniels in terms of passing yards. Emory Jones had 2,734 compared to Jaden's 2,381. And a quick asterisk. Um, Emory Jones did play in 13 games. He only started 12 of them. Yes, uh, Jaden started all 13. That is correct. In terms of passing touchdowns, um, Emory Jones had 19. Jaden Daniels had 10. Um, the interceptions, we know people have called Emory Jones turnover prone. Um, that is still kind of yet to be seen in Tempe, but he threw 13 INTs last season compared to Jaden's 10. And rush yards. This one kind of surprised me a little bit. I don't think I realized just how much Jaden ran the ball because it felt yeah. like Herm could have utilized that a little bit more last year. Uh, but Emory Jones ran for 759 rush yards compared to Jaden's 710. And in terms of rushing touchdowns, Emory Jones had four while Jaden had six. What number across the board sticks out to you the most, Sean? Um, um I'll I don't know. They're, 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 they're relatively similar, so it's hard to choose one. I use this kind of the, the passing stats, the yards, the and TDs. Uh, or I mean, really, it's it's the interceptions, I guess, because the people said say that Emory Jones is, is so turnover prone. Um, he had more pass attempts. I think he had about forty more pass attempts than than Jaden Daniels, and was throwing against SEC yeah. secondaries, and only had three more interceptions. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that like Pac-12 defenses are are group of five defenses, <laughs> but like they're not SEC defenses. Yeah. So in turn, like I would expect that number to drop with a similar performance. It, it would be it'd be less interceptions in the Pac-12, um, but yeah, it's not a significant number of it's not significant more passing attempts, but four hundred almost four hundred more passing yards, nine more passing touchdowns. Um, the rush stats were pretty similar, but it was something that you said like like last year. JD five was the quarterback through and through. Yeah. That was not necessarily always the case for Emory Jones. They sometimes used two quarterbacks. And like I said, he only started 12 of the 13 games. One of the games he didn't start. So um, the fact that he had better stats in that environment is interesting. But I also think on the other side of that, you have to take it with a grain of salt, had significantly better weapons yeah, than, than Jaden Daniels had. So um, it's very interesting, but it, it is, I think it, it's kind of gives you an insight that we're getting 
kind of similar quarterbacks, but like I always say, we got similar similar performances, one of them playing against much tougher competition. Yeah. So I think it's easy for people to look at the numbers and be like, oh, we're getting the same guy. Yeah. Which is not necessarily true. These are two very different quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. They did put up similar numbers like we've talked about. But to your point, they did play against very different defenses. No, the Pac-12 doesn't feature like group of five style defenses, but they don't stand at all next to Alabama, LSU, some of the defenses that Emory Jones has gone up against last year and years prior to that. Um, So I think that is going to be sort of something that translates over. I think Emory is going to have a better season than he had last year, given the fact that the competition is down a little bit in terms of the Pac-12 versus the SEC. Um, The number that sticks out to me is the the passing touchdowns. 19 compared to Jaden's 10. You brought it up. Jaden played in every game. There wasn't ever a quarterback competition, whereas at times last year, Emory Jones wasn't always the guy. There were times where he was getting booed by Florida fans and Anthony Richardson would come in and do what he did, Yeah, uh, both on the ground and through the air. So for Emory Jones to have those nine more passing touchdowns compared to Jaden's 10, I think that really sticks out given the fact that, again, to your point, Emory Jones wasn't always the guy and yeah. he was going against tougher defenses. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on when he gets here. The weapons that he had at Florida, again, are going to be probably better and more talented than what he had here. Yeah. Although I am really excited to see what he can do with Cam Johnson. Yeah, same. I think it's going to be, uh, I called it a duo in the desert earlier today. <laughs> I and I think, I think that's what it's going to be because we, we talked to Cam on Wednesday about what the coaches had in store for him in terms of the offense and lining up in the slot, being a little bit more versatile. Do you think that Cam Johnson, I know he he isn't size-wise maybe where you'd like your number one wideout to be, 6'2", 6'3", but he is versatile. He is quick. Do you think he proves himself as the number one and helps Emory Jones get to a better season? Yeah, definitely. I think they have a definitely are set up to have a mutually beneficial relationship because they're both coming from, I mean, Florida is obviously a very different animal, but like they're coming from relatively similar situations. Coming from the SEC, um, have a little bit, they feel like they have something to prove. Uh, I think those two already have a a higher comfort level than either of them will have with anybody else in the team. Having come from the SEC, having these conversations before they even decided to transfer here with each other. Um, And so I feel like it's going to be a kind of situation where they both want to make each other look good. And and there's always something to be said for the comfort that a quarterback has with a receiver. He's probably going to be looking for Cam. Um, So I definitely think they like I said, we'll have a, a mutually beneficial relationship. I think as far as Cam is concerned, having someone that's going to be that versatile can kind of go wherever Emery needs him to be yeah. and to put them both in his position to succeed is really good. Um, but I, I think it's it, a lot of it's going to be the mentality. They're coming in with this, coming into this with very similar mentalities um, and very similar past experiences just as much as you can being from two different schools, playing two different positions. But um I, I definitely think that it's set up for them to help each other a lot. Yeah, I think I think the most interesting part about all of this is I'm going to take a step back and compare it to basketball for a little bit. Like the basketball team's got some players returning, but a, a lot of guys that we're going to see next year weren't on this roster a year ago. You look at Warren Washington, you look at Frankie Collins, you look at the Cambridge brothers, and now you move over to ASU football and you look at their offensive weapons and you're like, okay, we've got Emory Jones, Cam Johnson, Xavier Valade, three guys who figure to be probably three 
of the top four offensive weapons on ASU's offense were not a part of Sun Devil football last year. What does that say to not necessarily the guys here, but other transfers down the line? Other transfers that are looking that that are eventually maybe looking to get out of where they're at, yeah, and maybe come to ASU. I think it's I think it shows you that ASU is a place you can go where it's like you're you can you're gonna have an opportunity, um, and obviously a large part of that is because there's been so much turnover and so many guys that were here last year have left, especially on the offensive side. So um, they don't really have much of a choice but to give guys like this an opportunity. But I, I think if you're a transfer, you're like I see ASU as a place where I can go and have a legitimate op- opportunity to contribute um, in whatever amount of time they have they have left. Um, so I think I think when you consider all the things we've talked about with NIL, maybe recruits not necessarily wanting to come here, whatever future restrictions may come with this investigation, they're going to have to rely heavily on the transfer market. And I feel like setting yourself up as a, a kind of a go-to destination um, for transfers Sets them up for sets ASU up for success as much as they possibly can, yeah. Um, because it's really all they can do in this situation. Yeah, and I think it's 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 interesting because these transfers are in a unique position as to where there are open spots. Yeah. on a roster like ASU, they're in a Power Five conference. Um, they're gonna be getting attention, maybe not by themselves, but when they line up against USC, when they line up yep. against Oklahoma yeah. State, Oregon, um, like that's when you're going to see ASU on national television. And these guys are seeing that as an opportunity of like, you know what? It didn't work out in my previous situation, but there's an opportunity here. And in reality, they don't care too much about the NCAA investigation yeah. because their time here is going to be done. Like uh, the, yeah. the violations that's aren't going to affect these guys. Point. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they wouldn't be here if that was that big of an issue for them. Yeah. yeah. So it, it doesn't really impact the transfers as much as it impacts future recruits because those guys figure to be here down the line. I think that's why we saw so much of ASU's recruiting class this past season and the following year to be transfers Yeah, because they're like, okay, well they're under investigation. There's going to be shit down the line, but that's not me. That's not mm-hmm. a me issue. Yeah. We're going to be in either the NFL, a free agent, another league yeah. by the time this hands itself out or figures itself out really. So yeah. that's going to be interesting to really see, but I think we both agree that we like where Emory Jones is um, in comparison to Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I don't know about yeah. you, but I think Emory is going to have upgrade, a better. Yeah, yeah. He's, that's the right word. He's an upgrade um, to what ASU fans and I guess the ASU roster had in general. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm interested to see when the the season totals get posted, um, just where ASU is at. I know we've kind of said we've hovered around the six and a half mark maybe even seven wins. Um, I still think this team has got a little bit to prove. I'm excited to see what they do. I know NAU is NAU, but I think that is going to be a first like test of like, okay, what is the chemistry like with these guys? What do you think? Like, what do I think that NAU game is going to mean? Yeah. Like, I I, I definitely think it's going to be, it's good. It's one of the situations I've talked about before where it's like, you you have to go out and do what you're supposed to do, which is handle an AU. I, I think, and you, I feel like it's kind of like you you want to build up as much like camaraderie and like confidence as you can before you probably get the shit kicked out of you by Oklahoma State. Um, but I feel like that NAU game is def- definitely just like a all right. We've worked. We this is a new team. Basically, up until you get to Herm, everything's different. Yeah. Um, 
And so it's it's one of these things where it's like, okay, let's go. People aren't believing in us. Let's go out there and just be like, this is a, a far inferior opponent. Let's dominate them the way that a power five school should dominate a school like NAU. Um, that's really all, all you can ask for. If they have an amazing performance, I'm not going to be sitting here being like, watch out for this team in, in January. Like I, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's NAU. Um, but on the other hand of on the other side of that, if they come out and they look, it looks bad. I'm going to be like, this is fucking NAU. This shouldn't be happening. So I, it's just a go out and handle business kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. There's not much more to it. I think the, it's interesting yeah. that the football team is like a melting pot, which is like, it kind of mirrors the university a little bit. Yeah. Like all the different people, all the different transfers coming from, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like it's almost like a band of misfits. Yeah, is what the football team is. And I think that is going to be um, something that benefits this team down the line. Again, we've talked about how interested to see what the season win total and loss is for ASU. Obviously, that's still got some time before that's posted on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't download the DraftKings Sportsbook app because new customers got a great deal. If you bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game in the playoffs, you're going to get $150 in free bets if they do. We call that free money around these parts. And free money in terms of sports betting is far and few between. So definitely take advantage of this new opportunity on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. There's also some same game parlays that you can get in on. You got anything going on for the, the Suns game tonight, Sean? Not yet. The Suns have done me kind of dirty. Um, not I do, as bad as the Warriors did me last night. Yeah, that is fucking. That was crazy. <laughs> um, did not see that coming. Uh, I know Shane thought the the girls were going to win, but I don't. There's no way he even thought it was going to look like that. Um, Fifty. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I think at that point you should just be eliminated from the playoffs. You can't lose like fifty <laughs> in the playoffs, especially in the second round. Um, I like the Suns to win, so I'm not sure exactly what the spread is at, but at the very least, take the money line. Um, Chris Paul needs to do something eventually. I think this is his takeover game. Yeah, I I think. But what I was gonna say is, Chris Paul worries me. Staying like I'm staying away from that until he proves something. I feel like Devin Booker has to show up and be like, "All right, I'm tired of Luca. I'm tired of any of this disrespect." <laughs> yeah. Um, go out and and ball and prove that he is. He can be what Jason Tatum has been for the Celtics, and he can just take over a game offensively if he needs to. I almost uh, like betting on the, game. the Heat Sixers game more than I yeah. do betting on the Suns. Yeah, oh, Mavs. 100%. If I'm being honest, I think the Heat uh, wrap up the series tonight. I think the Mavs probably win game six, and I think we got a game seven back here in Phoenix. God, um, I hope not. I, that's, I don't think it really matters either no, way. No, I, I, I still think Phoenix is going to win the series yeah. regardless, but I think the series is just built up back and forth, back and forth, that I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, I could definitely see Luca going for like 40 tonight and just like getting ready for game seven. Uh, I know Suns fans probably don't want to hear it, but that's just what <laughs> I'm thinking. Uh, but again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook in the app now. Use promo code PHNX and bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets no matter what. That is free money. That's, let's see, 21 plus. Yeah, let's see if let's see if I can get this without <laughs> without without the ad copy in front of me. It's twenty one plus. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred. Step. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Was that right? That sounded right. Yeah. Okay. Sure. We're just gonna go with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, ASU softball yesterday. Getting Trisha Ford was named the Pac twelve coach of the year. Duh. And like. We saw that coming, right? Yeah, I mean, we I think we talked about it last week. It was like she has to be. 
They're, they're, who else are you going to choose? Because this team is overachieving. Not only are they they're, they're objectively they're, the best uh, team in the conference, but also they are overachieving far beyond above what people expected them from them at the beginning of the season. They I think are, Trish Ford is the obvious choice in this situation. I think they are, in terms of teams that have overachieved, um, I think in like we talk about the conference and we put it in perspective of the conference. I don't think there's a team that has exceeded expectations more than ASU. No, I agree. They weren't expected. They were expected to be what third or fourth in the conf- in the yeah. conference. They're the best team in the conference. They're a top five team in the nation. I don't know what more you can ask from Trish before. And they just beat uh, UCLA. UCLA. Yeah, a team that they've struggled against historically, at least recent history. So H- horribly, yeah, historically. So they were one in fifteen in the last sixteen prior to yeah. this past week, and then they they won the series. So. Trish Ford is it's the obvious choice we haven't I mean, we've talked about it a bunch but I don't think you can talk about it enough the reason this program is so successful it starts with her it's, there's n- really nothing more to it um, so she deserves this um, I think all of the the, the players and her the, the, like that have got recognition from the Pac-12 yesterday they all serve it it's it's they're the best team in the conference and everyone is and it's a team it's Everyone in the team has contributed to at least to a certain extent. Um, I don't know. It's like it, I'm not like I can't sit here and be like, like I'm not surprised. This yeah. is what it was. This is what should have happened. I'm glad that they got the they all got the recognition that they deserve. What does a coach winning an award mean to the team? You think? I think it's one of the things. I think it's something you kind of saw with the Suns and Monty Williams. It's like all of these players sit here. They know how much their coach means to them. Yeah. And when you see players get behind their coach like that, um. I think it only it only serves to galvanize the team because when everyone's kind of taking on the same page like that, um, it it only serves to benefit the team. And I think I think players love seeing their leader kind of get the flowers they deserve, and they're kind of playing for them, being like, "Let's go, let's." We know she's doing her job. We need to do ours. Yeah. Um. So I feel like it's it's great for the team for sure. ASU softball getting back in action. Tonight, starting game one of their three-game series against Washington, um, 7 p.m., first pitch. We calling it a dub on Thursday? Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, this team is just so good. I can't – you can't doubt can't bet against them. At any point. They have four first-team Pac-12 players. Four first-team Pac-12 players, two first-team freshmen, um, two second-team All-Pac-12, and – Two third team all Pac twelve. They're just fucking. They're in, like the entire fucking team is is all Pac twelve basically. It's ridiculous. Um, I yeah. At this point, I don't know how you can doubt them. They're just better. And honestly, you something that irritated me that I saw on social media um, was there's there's other ASU podcasts out there that do their thing. And I all respect, all love to them. Yeah. That had tweeted out that oh, like we talked about ASU softball today. Like, bruh. If you just started talking about ASU yeah. softball, Jesus Christ, you've been you've been missing the fucking boat. <laughs> We've been talking about ASU softball since before the season started, and this team, like we've been along with them literally the whole time. Yeah, like it's been fucking awesome. It, absolutely electric. Yeah, no, I don't think you can really appreciate what this team has done if you haven't been here. I mean, you can look at it and like, but if you're I'm, just talking about it, oh, they beat they beat UCLA. Time to talk about ASU softball. Yeah, where were you during the fucking twenty game win streak? Like. Come on, like they've been, they've been balling literally all year, and like I understand that the beginning of the season may have been a tad bit discouraging because like they didn't weren't dominant like this. But, well, and the expectations were low. Yeah, but 
come on. Uh, thick and thin. You got to be there regardless of whether they're playing like this or they're they're not. Like, yeah. It just goes to show that right here, PHNX Sun Devils and PHNX Sports in general cover sports much different than anywhere else in the Valley. And if you're new here, head to go phnx.com today and become a member of the family because when you do, either a free T-shirt from the locker or your first month for 50 cents just for signing up. We got the best merch in all of Arizona. I will stand by that. The comfiest merch, too. Um, Also, new hats. If you're big hat people, we got trucker hats, dad hats, snapbacks, literally everything you can imagine, not to mention all the great content that we have on the website from guys like Gerald Bourget um, and Craig Morgan and everybody else here at PHNX. Again, head over to the website, gophnx.com today, and become a member of the family. Going to get either a free T-shirt from the locker or your first month for 50 cents just for signing up. Sean, I saw something on social media, as I do most days. <laughs> but today, I figured this would be an interesting interesting thing to discuss. doesn't really have to do with ASU or college football in general. Somebody put together an NFL and NBA comp list of NFL players compared to NBA players. Okay. I would like to get your take on them, and we'll go one by one. Okay? Yes. Starting with Cam Newton. Okay. You want to take a guess as to who he was compared to in the NBA? I can't. Russell Westbrook? Dead on. Yeah. Russell Westbrook. I like that. I like that. I feel like it's fair. Like, both, they're washed at this point. <laughs> yeah. Good place to <laughs> they're start. They're done. They're done. Their careers should be over. Um, Known like, for their off-court fashion. Respect to what they did during their the peak of their career. Yeah, at the, the peak of their career, they were some of the most electric players. In oh, they were super fun to watch, yeah. but it is... It's time to hang it up for both. Yeah, of them. definitely. Um, then we got Justin Jefferson, John Morant. Yeah, did yeah. you see this? No, I honestly didn't. Yeah, I, the only g- reason I thought that is because the, the video recently of John Morant gritting on the on the court. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, yeah, Justin Jefferson comp John Morant. Yeah, I like yeah, it. similar hair. They they like to gritty. They're like very expressive young guys, and their athletic ability is like what makes them just so fun special. to watch. Yeah, they're they are fun very to fun to watch. So we got. Okay. Now I'm worried you're going to get all these. <laughs> I like Larry this. Fitzgerald. Chris Paul? Yeah. Yeah, that one is yeah. a little just... <laughs> three I mean, for three. Arizona, Arizona veteran veterans, like they, they were obviously... I mean, the difference between them is like at the end of Larry Fitz's career, he wasn't like the guy necessarily, so his production dropped a little bit, yeah. but respected veterans in Arizona. First like, ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah, I, I think that... Yeah, that makes sense. I like it. I like it. Let's see. Okay, we got three left. Okay. Right now you're three for three. Give me Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Um. Ooh, I don't. That one's a hard. Derrick is it LeBron James? No, nope. no. I was gonna say that would be ridiculous. Um, I was just thinking the King thing. Derrick Henry. Marcus Smart. <laughs> no. I don't know. I just I'm trying to think of like tough guys. Like, Giannis. Giannis physical Antetokumbo. freaks, yeah. Physical I, I, freaks could take over a game. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I see that. I like the comp, yeah. though. I like the comp there. I, I When I first saw this list, this is the one, outside of the Larry Fitzgerald TB3, where I'm like, yep, that one makes sense. Yeah. Um, Pat Mahomes. God. Um, Pat Mahomes. This may be one of the tougher ones. Younger guy, probably... God, I hope it's not like Luca or something. No, like it's that. not like that. Um, I, yeah, that one I really. It's just like, are they gonna say like Trey Young or something? I don't Steph know. Curry. 
Okay, yeah, I see that. I mean, Steph's older, so that one's a little tough. But, I mean, they have, like, one thing, whether it's his arm power or three-point ability that makes them, like, different. They're probably the greatest players in their franchise's history. Um, yeah. Pat Mahomes has a further way to go there, obviously. I still obviously, think in terms of the Chiefs, I think Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But I think he's set up to be that, yeah, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, that one might be the biggest stretch for me, but I, I, I guess I see it, yeah. Okay, it's the last one. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. That one's tough. This is a tough one. He's kind of like a quiet guy, kind of like a silent killer type thing. Um, hasn't really accomplished anything yet, but he's clearly like very talented. That's not Luca, is it? That's Luca. Is it Luca? Yeah. I can see it. I, I, I respect one of them way more than I respect the other. I think um, you respect Herbert more. Yeah. Right? Okay. Herbert's not a crybaby. Like no. he's just a kind of shut up, and then I'm going to show up when it matters. Um, just pure talent. Yeah. Young, talented. Yeah. And like, I think I think they'll both get a ring at some point down the line. I but I think they're Luca, still. But... I think they're still a little bit of ways. Yeah. Uh, I think it's tough. Yeah. I, yeah. I like it. I like it. I, there's just parts of Luca where I just think he's too big of a crybaby, and that's definitely that's not what Herbert is. Yeah, um, but he's I, got some swag, bro. Justin yeah, Herbert's no. got some serious uh, swag. I, I love Justin Herbert. My favorite clip ever of Justin Herbert is after they beat the Chiefs. I think it was two years ago, and they did it at Arrowhead, and Mahomes is like, "Yo, Herb, yo, Herb!" Like after the game, like trying to get him, and Herb could definitely like hear him. It's like the distance from you to yeah. me right now, and Herb's just. Just keeps walking eventually till Mahomes like grabs him on the sherbet and on, on, the, on shoulder, the sherbet on the sherbet and, and Herbert's just like oh oh like, like, like I'm like bro you didn't have to do him that dirty you just beat him on his field and then you disrespect him like that I love that do you so that that completes the list do you have any other ones like in your mind that you can think of um other player I kind of like a Kyler to Trey Young yeah yeah small guys. Definitely got a little bit can of be a, lethal a personality. It can be lethal. I like that. I was trying to think of one for Josh Allen, but I really can't. I'm trying to think Josh of just Allen. a... Josh Allen. Hmm. Like... Thinking young star. Because he, he's kind of like... Uh, this is going to sound ridiculous. Kind of like Giannis. Just another athletic freak. Yeah. Like, shouldn't be as fast as he is for someone that's as big as he is. Um, Let me see. Kind of, Let me look up. Let me see if I can find any. So Josh Allen, let's compare him to. Hmm. I don't know that one. This is that's a tough one. This is tough. Like those first three were like dead on, um, but it's hard. It's hard to like. If you, hmm. I don't want to say Kevin Durant because he's not there yet. I don't think. No, Kevin Durant's one of the goes, and Kevin Durant's washed at this point. Yeah, I maybe love... book. Josh Allen comped the book. Yeah. I know you were you're looking because some of these comps are like you're like okay Giannis and Derrick Henry I'm like you're both giants yeah but like in the sense of book at any given point I feel like is the best player on the court unless they're playing the Bucks <laughs> yeah it was made significantly better by the addition of a veteran presence Chris Paul Stephon Diggs um, has still a, got a lot has of a big guy that has made he's made significantly better Da. Dawson Knox. And if you want to think of it in the sense that Devin Booker and the Suns kind of like 
path to getting through to the to win a ring has been the Chiefs. And that comp was Pat Mahomes to Steph Curry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I like that a lot, actually. Oh, listen, I love D-Bug, obviously, so I'll take that. I want to get let's get one more in there. What's another NFL star that we could comp to an NBA player? NFL, hmm. I'm so ready for kickoff if you could. Yeah, I, I cannot wait for the <laughs> NFL season. Um who else? Who's the like NFL? Joe star? Burrow. Joe, Joe Burrow, Joe Shice. That's got like it's hard because no one is like where are you gonna find someone that's that successful so fast? Like I was my original my gut reaction was Tyler Hero, just white boy swag ripping all over <laughs> yeah but he's so much better but he's so much better than joe burrow like who because like that one's kind of like john morant too but john morant's way more expressive uh maybe jimmy butler jimmy yeah but jimmy butler's kind of like like jordan pool yeah yeah but jordan Poole's not even like there's no one that's as good as joe burrow is in like his first full season and is also like really low key, but also has a very distinct personality. If it wasn't for Justin he's kind of like D book too, honestly. I was gonna say if it wasn't for Justin Jefferson, I would feel like Ja Morant would be yeah where they're at. He's kind of like D book. Clearly has swag, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like he has has swag, yeah. Like is is seems quiet, but also you know will like he'll say some shit if he needs to. Yeah, is like I think is like a low key guy, but has like a very like funny cool personality clearly has off court swagger yeah i like the i like the i honestly think i like that more than i like the josh allen I, joe burrow and and was like when you look at last year before he got hurt or like not last this past year but two years ago when joe before joe burrow got hurt was like clearly the best player on his team like yeah. had no help around him but was clearly still amazing yeah um i like joe burrow and 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 d book okay let us know on social what you think of that and the poll is still going on right now for who drafted the best fruit on Wednesday. Um, let me take a Grant quick. House just tweeted at us. He about the fruit. Like, yeah, it's like this is a poll. I, this is a top five list I can get behind. <laughs> right now, it's looking like I, I think you're taking the lead. Yeah, you're at thirty nine. Shane's yeah. at thirty seven. I'm at twenty four. I after going back, I I'm surprised Shane is this close to you. I thought you had the best list hands down. So um, do I. But. I don't know. Yeah, I'm surprised I'm not. Honestly, I think Shane's is kind of the worst. Um, He's just got too. He put too much. In your top berries. three are are legit. Strawberries, watermelon, and Granny Smith. My, I have. I definitely have the best list. I think peaches, yeah. mangoes, oranges, plums. The fact that I got pineapple last yeah. overall, crazy. The if value, I don't win this, the value is there. If I don't win this, um, I'm gonna be slightly upset. But you know, it is. It is what it is. Um, but I am, I, what, how much time do we have left? Three we hours left and I have a three hours, lead. three hours. So again, if you're listening to this, go head over to PHNX underscore Sand Devils vote, take a listen to yesterday's episode. Cause we had Cam Johnson on, um, and he had some really great stuff to say about the team, about his new quarterback, Emory Jones, um, and his best friend, Darius Garland, yeah. which is super interesting. Yeah. Um, and give us a follow again, PHNX underscore Sand Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow Shane at Shane Deef. Follow Sean DePause at Sean underscore DePause. Sean? Um, I don't really have one for today. Um, Just kind of alive as always. Alive I'm as always. Living life. Winning money as always. Winning money, yeah. Well, not I wish I could say as always. We will be back tomorrow, just Friday, a Friday fun day, and Doug Haller 
will yes. be finally let's joining go. us in Barring studio. any water heater issues. Yes, let's let's pray to God that there's no water heater problems like there was on Monday. <laughs> uh, but again, Doug Haller of The Athletic will be joining us for a Friday fun day in studio. And unlike some of the other guests, he will be here for the entirety of the show. So it should be a lot of fun. You're going to want to check it out. That is Friday. Uh, but for now, peace.